Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are studying Jeremiah, that's the prophet Yirmiyahu, chapter 35. We just completed before, in chapter 34, the story of the, um, the, uh, the freedom that was declared to the slaves, which God viewed as a positive act and relieved the siege of Jerusalem for a short period of time, but the people immediately reverted to their evil ways and cruelly re-enslaved their captives. And God then said, that's it, I had enough. The Babylonians came back, uh, laid siege again. Now this um, next chapter takes us back in history, a significant period of time. We flip back about 10 years um, or so to the days of Jehoiakim. The chapter before took place during the reign of Tzidkiyahu, who was the last final king. And it took place during this, the second siege of Jerusalem, which uh, was placed by the Babylonians on, on Jerusalem, which ultimately ended in the destruction of Jerusalem and the destruction of the temple. This next chapter backs us up to the days of the king Jehoiakim who um, <clears throat> was the son of Josiah, Yoshiahu. Yoshiahu was a righteous king who met his uh, uh, tragic death in a battle against the Egyptians um, at Megiddo. Now, uh, so, and his son Jehoiakim took over. So his son Jehoiakim in the beginning was subservient to the um Babylonians, and he also rebelled, which led to the, the first attack of the Babylonians against Jerusalem. And the first, um, so, but we're backing up now into the days of, of Yehoiakim, the days when Yehoiakim was the king. So let's start reading 35 verse 1. The word that came to Jeremiah from God, during the days of the king, Yehoiakim, the son of Josiah, Melech Yehuda, the king of Judah, Lamar, saying as follows. Now, um, <clears throat> the, um, the why it jumps back in time is not completely clear. Uh, we might come to some understanding of this as we go through the other, other chapters, but um, uh, it does. And several times the chapters have jumped kind of around back and forth um, from different time periods in history. Uh, so here we go. Verse two, Halochel Beit Harichavim. I want you to go to the family of the Rechavim, or in English, the Rechavites or the Rehabites. This is a family who descend from a man named Rechav. Um, and they're a family that lived a nomadic lifestyle. We'll learn a little bit more about their lifestyle in a minute. And because of this, of the onslaught and the um, uh, invasion of the Babylonian army, they 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 left the fields and the uh, and the deserts where they were wandering, and came into the city Jerusalem for protection. <clears throat> so God says, "Go to their household, vidibarto, come and speak to them, tam beit Adonai. Bring, I want you to bring that whole family to the house of God, to the temple, to one of the rooms on the side of the temple, and I want you to give them some wine to drink." Now, um, this family descended from 
uh, uh, we're going to learn soon uh, the name Yonadav, uh, who was one of their ancestors. Um, and the, it, it seems that he descended from Yisro or Jethro, who was the father-in-law of Moses. And this family, the, the, that family converted to Judaism and joined the Jewish people. And eventually their descendants became known as this family, the Rechavim, the Rehabites. So they are a family uh, in, within the nation of Judah, and God tells them to bring, tells Jeremiah to bring them into the temple to give them some wine to drink. So Jeremiah says, "For Ekach and I took at Yaazanya, then Yermio, then Chavatzinya, Vietachaviet Kobanov. I went and I took uh, this man who was a member of this family named Yaazanya, who was the son of Jeremiah, not the same Jeremiah, just another person with that name, the son of Havatzinya, and his brothers and all of his children, Viet called Beitrachim, and the entire family of the Rechavites, of the Rechavim, I brought, I went and I brought them to the temple of Avil, Beit Adonai, verse 4, I brought them to the house of God, Elishkat, to the room of Bnei Hanan ben Yigdal, Yahu Isha Elohim of the children of Hanan, the son of Yigdal Yahu, who was a man of God, presumably man of God, meaning he was one of the people appointed over, over overseeing some aspect of the temple service. And his room was next to the office, the room where the officers would stay, which was, which was above the room, where Maaseyahu, the son of Shalom, who was the guardian of the um, of the doorway, the gatekeeper, uh, these rooms and everything don't mean much to us, but to someone who was familiar with the temple, these these uh, 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 markers would mean something. This would give them an, people an idea of where this event took place. Presumably, it was in a prominent room. That was um, uh, and 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 people are going to witness what's about to happen mm-hmm. here. And I placed before before the mm-hmm. family of the Rechavites, I placed before them a um, uh, uh, cups full of wine, the kosot and. Um, and well, gviim are like like a, a larger kind of cup, and kosot are like a smaller kind of cup, all full of wine. I, I laid it all out for them. and I told them, in here, take some wine to drink." and they said, "Lo we will not drink wine. We do not drink wine. Why? Ki Yonadav ben Rechav, Yonadav, who was the son of Rechav, Rechav was the." ancestor after whom the family was named, but his son, Yonadav, commanded us as follows, you should never drink wine, Atem, not you, nor your children or descendants, Adolam, forever. So we, our family doesn't drink wine. But he also gave some other commandments, do not build homes, do not build houses, do not Plant fields, in other words, don't own fields and plow them. The kerem lotito, don't plant vineyards. So there, there should not be things that you own. You're not, you shouldn't own the properties or possessions or fields or homes and stuff like that. I want you to live in tents your whole life. 
If you do this, you will then live You will live for many years on the earth, the land within which you live. So, and we listened, we have obeyed the command of the um, of Yonadav, the son of Rechav, our forefather, uh, regarding all that he commanded us, that we've never drank wine our entire lives, not us, not our wives, not our sons, not our daughters. We also haven't built homes for us to live in. And we don't have our vineyards, we don't have fields, we don't plant our own things, we don't have these things. Rather, we live in temporary tents, we live a nomadic lifestyle. And we listened or we heeded the instructions of Yonadav, our ancestor, and we've done everything that he's commanded us. By he and it was. So why is it that now we're in the city? Why aren't we out in the fields? Because it, it happened that Baalot Nebuchadnezzar Melech Bavel, that when the Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, came El Ared to the land Vanomer, and we said Bo'u Vinavol Yushalayim, we said we need to go into Jerusalem in order to get away from the armies of the Chaldeans and from the armies of the Arameans. Remember, there were this. All, all of these armies um, were, these nations were subservient to Babylon and all contributed uh, um, troops for, into the battle against Jerusalem. And therefore we settled in Jerusalem. That's the only reason why we're in the town now. Now, before we continue and read what the point of this story was and why God asked you, Yirmiyahu, the prophet, to bring them and ask them to drink wine, etc. I wanted to say a little bit about the history of this family. This family, as we said, uh, were descendants of Yisro, of, of Jethro, the father-in-law of Moshe. And this Yonadav, the, the, their ancestor, who, um, who is the one who uh, commanded them to live this lifestyle, has an important history. If we look back in... Melachim uh, Bet, that's two kings, second book of Kings, chapter 10, uh, we have the following story. Uh, if this is going back quite a ways, we're locked going back a couple hundred years. So this family maintained these traditions for quite, quite a few generations. The, um, uh, the story that was happening at the time was the king Achav, the king Ahab, who was in one of the most evil kings of, of the northern kingdom of Israel. This was during the time when there still was a northern kingdom of Israel. And Achav was, was evil. He was against God. He, he, contrib- he was corrupt. He was one of, the, one of the worst kings of the northern kingdom. It rose up against him in rebellion uh, a, king, uh, a man named Yehu or Jehu. Now, Yehu, when he began his campaign against Achav, he, he did it as if he, he seemed like he was starting a righteous campaign to rid the nation of the corrupt leader, Achav, and to establish a better kingdom. While during the, the battles and the wars, and without going into all the details, there was a point where 
Yehu was riding in his chariot and he met this man, Yonadav ben Rechav. So by, it, it, we're looking at verse 15 in, in Kings 2, chapter 10. It says that he found Yonadav ben Rechav, this Yehu who was leading the rebellion against Ahav. He found this Yehonadav, this man that we're talking about, the one who commanded his descendants not to drink wine and to live this nomadic lifestyle. He came to greet him, and he blessed him, and he said to him, is your heart straight? In other words, are you are you are are you honest? Are you as honest with me? Are you with me in this mission? Are we together on this? Are you willing to fight with me? And Vayomer Yonadav said, "Yes, Yesh, I am. I'm ready." And Vayesh Tunat Yadecha. And so he, the king, the the Yehu was not yet the king. He was leading a rebellion against the king. Put outstretched his hand and brought Yehonadav onto his onto his chariot into his carriage with him. Yehonadav was um, therefore became an important assistant and partner of Yehu in the campaign to rid the northern kingdom of the terrible king Ahav and all of the damage that Ahav had caused. And then he said, the king said to him in verse 16, come with me, and you will see how I am vengeful for the Lord. In other words, you and I together will fight for God. He made this into a holy war to fight for God and to rid the kingdom of all the evil that Ahav um, supported by and he even rode together with the king on his on his chariot and then it says that the two of them together with the forces with each one of them leading their own group of forces united and they came to Shomron which was the capital of the northern kingdom and they got rid of anyone else any all of the supporters of Ahav they got rid of them until they destroyed him you know as God had um, uh, predicted so on by, and then and then afterwards it says what happened in verse 18 I'm still in reading two kings Yehu came and gathered the whole nation together and he told them he wanted to to weed out the supporters of Baal the supporters of the of the idol Baal and weed them out from the supporters of God so he says Achav your old king he served Baal but he was only a little servant of Baal I'm a real big servant of Baal I want all of the people, all of the prophets of Baal to come so we can make a great big um, ceremony to honor Baal. And um, so they gathered together, all, all of the worshipers of Baal gathered together. And, um, and, uh, and, 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 and I'm, I'm going to skip a few of these verses here. In the end, what, what uh, he, he, he said, all, anyone that worships God is is shouldn't be here only real true believers in Baal and then he killed them all so he literally cleansed the so this was and and Yonadav helped and he did it at the time he involved himself in this very violent activity because he Yonadav honestly felt that fighting with Yehu was fighting to reestablish God's kingdom and unfortunately the the uh, the corruption of Baal and Baal worship had become so ingrained in the northern kingdom that it was important. And unfortunately, sometimes terrible times call for terrible measures. However, it then says, um, 
and Yonadab ben Rechav joined and so on and so forth. I'm skipping a little bit again. But then in the end of all of this, once Yehu had supposedly cleansed them of Baal and then Yehu was declared the king, at Yonadab at his side, Yehu turned and became just as bad and just as corrupt as the one who preceded him, Ahav. So you can just imagine how let down and how disappointed Yonadav was at this action. But the disappointment and the letdown of being involved in something that seemed so so holy and so important and, and committing such violence could but doing it in the name of something holy, in the name of something important, and then seeing that the moment he becomes the king, the moment he sits in the palace, the moment he becomes corrupted by wealth, and presumably wine, and all of the trappings of wealth, suddenly he becomes corrupt again. One can imagine that Yonadav then had this kind of attitude and told himself, look what happens when wealth and possessions and things like wine corrupt people and therefore he, he he went ahead and commanded his his descendants i want you not to build homes not to purchase big pieces of land in those days that was what wealth was you're going to live in tents you're going to live simple lives none of this partying with wine none of this alcohol i want you to live simple lives because i don't want you to become corrupted from that clearly this is not the way that God commanded us to live. We know wine is part of so many rituals and wine in moderation in appropriate amounts is something that that there's nothing, not, that's not just there's nothing wrong in partaking of it. In many cases, it's actually part and parcel of the rituals even in the temple as well. Living, building homes, fields, uh, you know, plowing fields, planting vineyards etc these are things regular commerce these are things that that were that 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 god expects of the people and we see this repeatedly so the practices of the, these people the rabbis was not the practices of standard judaism so to speak however we can at least understand a little bit of why their ancestor established this way of living among them so now let's continue let's go back to jeremiah 35 after the episode happened what was the point of this now let's see now that we understand these people and what just happened when they refused the wine let's see what the point why did god ask jeremiah to do this the word of god to jeremiah was as follows this is verse i'm about to read 13 so says god the lord of hosts the god of israel i want you to give us Go out there and speak to all of the people of Judah and all of the residents of Jerusalem. I want you to take to take instruction, to listen. Listen to what I'm saying and take instruction from this. Listen to what I'm telling you. This is what God says. The commands of Yonadav, the son of Rechav, the man that I was just telling you all about. Um has been fulfilled. Asher tziva at banav, that he commanded his children the vilti shtot yayin, not to drink wine, velosha and they listened. Above, they did not drink wine, all the way, all the way till this day. Kishamu at mitzvah they listened to the command of their forefather. However, v'anochi, I, God, dibarti alechem, hashkem v'daber, 
I have been speaking to you and persistently speaking to you. I have been sending you messages, and you have not listened to me. The basics of the religion you're not listening to. They're able to create a um, their own little sect and fulfill their own rules that was given to them by a human being and they can stick to those rules. But you are listening to God himself give you the basic rules of this religion and you refuse to listen. God says in verse 15, and I have been sending to you all of my servants, the prophets, every generation, this prophet after the prophet after prophet, I have been persistent and consistently sending them to you, Lamar, saying as follows, Please, each man, return, return from your evil ways, change your ways, change your, 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 um, your, your actions. Correct them. Don't go following those false gods. Love them to worship them. I want you to return and come back to the land that I've given to you and your forefathers. And you haven't paid any attention to me. You haven't listened to me at all. The family of Yonadav, the son of Rechav, and all of his descendants, they have been able to listen to the commandments of their forefathers. But this nation still refuses to listen to me. Therefore, we find so many times that people can live customs. A sect can develop in a religion where people are able to keep the customs uh, that they think are important, the ones that they received from their father or received from his father, that might go back two generations, five generations, ten generations. And people can stick to them and create their, their group and, and keep those things that... But these things are just trappings. The bottom line, the real thing, the most important thing, the things that God teaches us, justice and righteousness, we tend to forget about. This is the message of this chapter. Therefore, verse 17, So says God, the Lord of hosts, the Lord of Israel. Because you refuse to listen to me, I'm going to bring upon Judah, and I'm going to bring upon the residents of Jerusalem at all of the punishment that I have spoken regarding them. Because I have spoken to them, delivered them messages, but they did not listen to them. I call them, I have called out to them, I have instructed them, but they have not answered me. And to the family of the Rechavim, the Rehabites, Yermiyahu said, as you know, they were standing there by the temple, so says God, the Lord of Israel, because you were faithful to the Commands of Yonadav, your forefather, and you have done as he has commanded you. Therefore, this is the verse 19. Therefore, also says God, the Lord of Israel, for all generations, for all eternity, for all of history, there will always be descendants of this family. Of Yonadav, the son of Rechav, there will always be descendants of the Rechavites standing before me, before God, worshiping me and serving me for all days, for all time.
Thank you so much for paying attention and studying with me chapter 35. Looking forward to studying chapter 36 and the entire book of Jeremiah together.